yeah, I can't. I can only do like five minutes in a hot tub before I get too hot. It's good to know. I need a lukewarm so don't tub. Don't buy Robbie a hot tub this summer. And when I drink water, it's got to be room temperature. Uh-huh. Like room temperature water is my jam. Really? I don't like too hot. I don't like too cold. Now that we're just sharing random facts about ourselves. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. And you probably are, and that's why we like you. Today on Chill Filtered episode, I believe, 152, 152. we're drinking Henry McKenna. Bottled it in bond, single barrel, 10 years, all very meaningful things what? on this bottle. Uh, but before we get into this bottle, before we get into the history of who Henry McKenna is, before we get into any talking about how things are going, let's talk about some business. Uh, this week, I'm only going to talk about one way you can support us is uh, if you're a fan, if you've been listening uh, over those four episodes, that that breakthrough, that uh, milestone point of when you're a hooked fan of Chill Filtered. Uh, maybe uh, hit us up on Apple Podcasts if that's what you listen to us through and uh, give us a rating and review. We'd appreciate the uh, rating and, and the review helps us to figure out what we can do better uh, and uh, and maybe even attract other people to be on your team, the Chill Filter team. Uh, that's all I got in terms of business. Uh, yeah, how's it going, Robbie? I, I, you mentioned before we recorded that you are going on a little trip this weekend. Yeah, we're taking the girls up to the cabin. Um, the family cabin, which is uh, in nice. mid-Idaho, not quite northern, not quite southern, mid-Idaho. So, yeah, ah. we're doing that this weekend. Super excited. Um, the girls love it up there, which I don't know why they love it. I love it because Who it's Who wouldn't like, when you're that age? So, well, see, well, I think that's the thing. Is like, it's like I love it up there because I split wood. We put wood on the fire. We cuddle up. We watch mo- like it's supposed to snow up there this weekend. So like it'll be like Ooh. it'll be almost like a, a late fall kind of a feeling. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna you know do the fire. We'll do s'mores and just cuddle up and kind of hunker down in a place that's not our house. So I don't know why it's appealing to the twins, but I'm glad the twins are excited. Um, also, it means oh, yeah. not great sleep too because we all sleep in one room upstairs. Um, oh, gotcha. So maybe that's what they like doing the sleepover thing. So last time we went, we all uh, slept on the floor and no one really slept. I think I remember of. that. Yeah. I, it was last fall, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited too because uh, last time we went up, I left a bottle of E.H. Uh, e. Taylor small batch. Is that the cheap one? Ooh, I always ask that. Nice. Is that the, the, yeah. the cheaper one's the small batch. Small yeah. batch. Mm-hmm. So I left a bottle of small batch and. I'm like, you know what? Because uh, I have a, the dregs left on mine, and it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not ready to kill it. Uh, so, oh, for sure. So it's one of, I'm excited. Hopefully there's some up there. So I might have some of that. And then... Uh, nice. Yeah, that's about it. School's starting to wind down a little bit. Kids are crazy at school. I'm just ready to kind of, you know, let them have a few weeks, a few months for relaxation and rest and come back ready to learn. Because it's not happening mm. the, the best right now. Old man Deadlow's coming out in the classroom like, can you please just pay attention? So, uh, yeah. that's. Have you ever movie. seen the movie um, Here Comes the Boom? Oh, that sounds... Is it like it's Kevin, Kevin James? James. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What is he... Oh, is it when he wants to... He, <laughs> He like he, becomes he like MMA is a teacher, like, but he money. like yeah he becomes an MMA fighter like to like save the school or something like that. But MMA. And I Kevin thought, James. 
it, yeah, but I thought it was actually a really, and I'm a very strong critic of a lot of movies, especially those type of movies. But I thought it was a great movie, well, like all together. But what it probably uh-huh. has going for it is you don't like, given the premise, you don't have a high expectation. And then, oh, for sure. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, pleasantly surprised, you know, like, yeah, was it one? Yeah, no, it was. I like. But Kevin there was James, the, the the moment where. The teacher used to be like teacher of the year every year, and then he like got really lazy. And not saying you got lazy, but you like look up to your like teacher of the year uh, plaques. And I have like, one. This one's a hard year. I've got one. Oh, yeah, dude, I remember I that. You, I tell you what, man. I know it is so cyclical. Mm-hmm. Like it's like baking a cake, man, without any measuring cups. That's how teaching is every uh-huh. year, where you're like, okay, I got these ingredients. How do I make it? How do I make the best? meal dessert whatever i'm making with these ingredients and some years you just got heart like you just may have a, a lot of salt and a little bit of sugar and a bunch of flour yeah and you gotta make do and i think it's you know one of those years where i, th- I think the big thing has just been covid like it's been cra- oh for sure crazy and like and now it's just time for summer for the kids it's time for summer yeah. it, miss lippy Needs her time to herself too, and I'm eating. Yes, as you <laughs> eat her paste. paste. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, man? What's what's going on with you? Uh, it's been a stressful week for me. Oh no! But I think we're on the up and up. Okay. It was like the the stress I felt this week. I can't fully explain. I know some of it was work related. Uh, but a little bit of it was like full schedule uh, and having like things not only to do every evening, mm-hmm. like in terms of like yeah. whether that be jewelry or, uh, you know, like doing a churchy event or something like that. When, when you say doing uh, jewelry, but, I just want to imagine you just trying jewelry on for fun. Like that's Cole's fun time. Just <laughs> putting on necklaces. And wait, tiaras. say that one more time. I, well, you, I know you. I know when you say jewelry, you're doing your like making jewelry Business. Oh, but probably first-time listeners are like, "What?" But I, want, I want to imagine <laughs> yeah. you like putting on tiaras and rings and just looking at oh, yourself yeah. in the mirror. Pretty like, pretty princess all the way. It takes so much time to just you know relax and enjoy myself in the mirror. Like, ugh. yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a it's one of those. It's like a bubble bath. You just start putting on your tiara, taking it off, putting it back on. Now stuff like that. Do you take baths? But, uh, no, yeah. no. I don't have time. Every I, it's hard for me to slow down. Every once in a while, I might. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been years, probably since I, it's probably been like four or five years. But I think it's, you you hit yeah, something it's there. It's like when you slow down. Like if I got a good, if I have a book I want to read, in time, yeah. I would take a bubble. I would take a bath in a bubble. Like why not do the bubbles? But yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I could enjoy like a hot tub. But that seems like less work, you know. I'm not, and it seems a little more, yeah, less work. Oh, really? I don't last long. We've shared a hot tub before. Well, (laughs) cold. I don't know. But that was for different reasons than the hot tub (laughs) that you enjoyed such a time. Well, that's. But here's the thing: in a hot tub, I will be the hot tub. I will be. I I can sit in a hot tub for like five minutes, and then I I don't like being too hot. So then I'll have like feet in the hot tub, sit on the edge of the hot tub. Which, if you go back and look uh, at pictures of when we were in Park City in the hot tub for fun with our spouses talking, yeah, I was sitting yes, in on the edge in all of them. Me and you alone. 
<laughs> heart shaped. You were what? I, I was sitting on I was sitting on the edge in all of them because I can only do like you were. Yeah, I, I can't. I can only do like five minutes in a hot tub before I get too hot. It's good to know. I need a lukewarm. So don't tub. buy Robbie a hot tub this summer. And when I drink water, it's got to be room temperature. Uh-huh. Like room temperature water is my jam. Really? I don't like too hot. I don't like too I cold. I don't typically like ice cold, but I found I like cold better than warm or like lukewarm. Okay. Yeah. Now I, that we're just sharing random facts about ourselves. I, <laughs> yeah. I can. I know. I was like cold before that. I'm like cold. Let's like try to keep the shooting the breeze short because I got to do stuff. And here I am. Forget just talking, that. Talking this about. chill filtered. <laughs> talking about my. This my chill freaking Temperatures filtered. of water. Uh, yep. So anyway, rough week. Back to that. Yeah. But it. Uh, I think it's on the up and up. I, I think. I can't even explain it. It was just. It was kind of hard. Yesterday. I, I wouldn't say I had like a breakdown moment. Uh, of mm-hmm. like. But it was a very stressful moment where I had to like really take a time and just be like, all right, you're okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was good to have in a way. Uh, I feel a lot better now today. But I'm excited tomorrow at work. Uh, remember a while ago we did the like you can like teach a session at work mm-hmm. of anything you want. Oh, are you doing your whiskey? So one? I'm doing another one today. What's that? Oh. I did, yep, did the whiskey one. You did the whiskey one. Okay. What are you doing next? Uh, I'm doing Etsy and like selling on Etsy and like that kind of stuff of like what if you want to learn tips about selling whatever you want on Etsy that's kind of what I'm gonna do so I was like preparing that today and that was my thing it was like I had things in the evenings uh, that not only I had to do but I had to prepare for so it was like that was stressful and when I get a very packed schedule there's few things that'll set me off and stress more than that uh, when there's things to do and things to prepare for that take up my time, um, more than just work and like outside of work, it, it's hard for me. So, gotcha. but I'm doing a lot better. I'm mostly prepared for that tomorrow, and I'm excited to do that. I enjoy that kind of stuff quite a bit. But preparing is probably the hardest part, which isn't that bad. Uh, but yeah, well, you're good gonna- week. I, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I have a. Uh, pastrami curing in a bath right now, Ooh. ready to be smoked on Saturday for nice. a kind of a churchy event. Uh, Take some pictures that we see. That's true. I should, and I, I made some homemade sandwich bread, like 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 pastrami, like a Reuben bread, basically. Ooh. And then I uh, made homemade sauerkraut, and I'm gonna make homemade oh. Russian dressing. Send me all and the pictures. The man. only thing homemade won't be. Uh, or will be the Swiss cheese because I don't have time to make Swiss cheese. Yeah, who, so. who could fl- you can't fly to Switzerland right now? It's crazy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, dude, that's, pictures. Yeah, that's what I I'm excited see. for though. I want to see that? Hey, oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, before we move on here, Cole, I do have to mention. So yeah. last week we talked about Rise Against, and you talked about the song yeah. that made you not like them with the vampires running. Did you hear it? So I went and I was like, oh, I gotta listen to this. And that is not a good era for Rise Against. That's when they like, it feels like okay, they went like to- like the 09 era? Yeah, it feels like they tried to go commercial. And that's kind of ah, that song. So maybe me. I'll have to listen to their early stuff. Yeah, so I was with you. I listened to the song, I'm like, it's, it's not bad. And I can see where it would hit the wrong nerve with somebody, but it's not bad. Yeah. But it's not their good stuff, man. That's good to know. Yeah. Was that the Siren one? I think the album? It sounds that sounds familiar, yes. Yeah. 
So good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. Maybe I'll give them another chance. You should. Early you know, I've given sure. some bands second chances, and I've completely turned it around. So I could. Yeah. And we could do this. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. But yeah. Uh, so what do you say we send it to break, uh, and then we will come back, and we'll talk about Henry McKenna himself. And then we'll drink Henry McKenna itself. And then we'll hug ourselves because we're so happy. And we're sending it to break now. So we're back. Oh, we're back. Uh, I didn't have any... Oh, we're back. Yeah, we are. Uh, I didn't have any big uh, shout-out notes this week, so I'm just going to leave it that way for this week. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. Maybe we'll talk about you. We love talking to our peeps. Uh, so, yeah, oh, can Henry I, can McKenna. I, can I give a quick shout-out? Yeah, though? go ahead. Shout it out. Uh, is it Joel Bradbury? Yep, Joel. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Actually, okay. yeah, well, he deserves a shout-out. He does. Well, he changed he changes Instagram name. Uh, it's, Joel and M09. And now it's Emma Lee Bradbury. Oh, no, no. That's the that's the name on it. Uh, I think it's still Joel and M09 is the name, right? Is it? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Anyway, Joel Bradbury, quick shout out. Pretty awesome. Got in some good conversations with him. Pretty Aussie. Pretty Aussie. that work? No. Yeah, there uh, it is. But anyway, I really appreciate it. He was kind of like, you know what? I really appreciate how you guys keep it PG for the most part. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, just a big fa- Just being a fan of the show, Joel, stellar guy. I, I toast. And this, he's a longtime fan. Yeah. And I and I toast and cheers this, this first sip neat to you, Joel. Hats off. And nice. you're so dang good looking. <sighs> I know, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's. Uh, you know, it's. What I kind of like that. Cheers into to one of our listeners. We could, uh, maybe, we we'll, maybe we'll keep that. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We still got to mm. do the what what song or what artist or what would you listen to this? But maybe we won't. Maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> you know, we'll what figure a, it out. You know what a good idea is? What's that? Pappy McKenna naming his son Henry. Now, Colt, can you tell me anything about that Henry McKenna boy? That I can. What a transition. Uh, so, yeah, this is surprisingly our first Henry McKenna product on the podcast. There's only like two, technically. Uh, but this is definitely not our first Heaven Hill product on the podcast. Most recent Heaven Hill product was two ep- or three episodes ago. We drank Mellow Corn. Yeah, we did. Uh, bottled in Bond. And that was uh, good for the price, especially. Uh, so, let's talk about who was Henry McKenna. So Henry McKenna, the man that this bourbon is named after, uh, was born in Ireland in 1819, specifically County Derry, Ireland. By the time he was around 19, about 1838, his family and himself, they all moved to America. <laughs> but before, I, I, yeah, that was a weird way to phrase it. Um, his family deserted before him. Moving, yeah, his family <laughs> left him and then decided, okay, you can come along, Henry. Um, before though, moving to the U S McKenna did have some experience, uh, in a Irish whiskey distillery, uh, but that wasn't uncommon in the 1800s. Uh, there's a lot of distilleries going on in Ireland at that time, whether small or big. 
but he really didn't have much experience uh, distilling whiskey or working in distilleries. Uh, but it did show up on his resume at one point. So anyways, he uh, moves to Kentucky, straight to Kentucky, eventually finds a wife, uh, works quite a bit of uh, manual labor jobs, like like railroad work and stuff like that, eventually settles down in Fairfield, Kentucky, which is like five to 10 miles north of Bardstown. It's in Nelson County, if anyone's familiar with that area. Uh, after saving up some money, he buys himself a very productive flour mill for wheat specifically. Uh, so productive in fact, that he has quite a bit of leftover flour. And flour doesn't last forever. It probably lasts even shorter than the grain itself uh, now that it's been milled. Uh, but even even flour these days, like if you were to leave flour out for a year, it would easily be like done. Like you, I mean, and that's like in the conditions we have or, you know, like we have closed doors and fridges and stuff like that. Anyway, <laughs> flour does go bad. After selling some of the extra wheat flour to farmers uh, for for the animals' feed, he decides, you know what? I'm going to go use this grain for something that'll never go bad, whiskey. And so he starts distilling in the back of the mill using the extra flour. Uh, And he has quite like a little little still, uh, but makes enough, which is actually a lot. He makes enough flour or uh, whiskey to put a barrel a day away. Dang. Uh, which is pretty crazy. And at the time, he was making wheat whiskey because he had wheat flour. Uh, But then once he gets good at that for wheat whiskey, he starts bringing the best, the greatest American crop to. That being corn. Skittles. God bless America. Corn. What's that? I I thought the greatest crop was Skittles, but you said corn. So I'm with you. No, corn. Well, it depends on what year you're talking about. They didn't make Skittles until the 50s. So Okay. um, The 1950s. So, or maybe it was the 1850s. So, and corn <laughs> is very prevalent in Kentucky. God bless Kentucky. And so he begins to get quite a reputation, actually. And this is the the thing that stands out um, for Henry Mary Kenna. Like there were plenty of people that made whiskey back in the day, even corn whiskey or, or bourbon. Uh, but his reputation uh, he got because he stands by two main things when he sells his whiskey. First from the barrel, originally sold like from the barrel is what I mean. And then he also sold like ceramic jugs. But the 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 two things are this, sanitation and aging. Huh. He was known to clean his stills after every use with lime, soap, and boiling water. Uh, he seemed to kind of be a little OCD, uh, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, he actually had pretty strong standards that were... A little stronger than most uh, for the distillers of that day. Uh, he he even said that he would he would never sell a barrel that wasn't aged less than five years, and that was in the mid eighteen hundreds, which is pretty crazy because like five years is a long time when you got a lot of stock that you could easily sell now for potentially more now than what you could sell it for later with the time difference. But anyway, uh, people loved his stuff though. He didn't have a huge distillery running either. At the height of his production, he was only making nine barrels a day. When he like stepped it up and stepped it up and stepped it up. He was only making nine barrels a day max. And he actually took the summer off because he believed that the yeast acted too differently in the summer to be controlled. Uh, so he was just like, we're just going to skip the summer 
and get a little bit more control like on our fermentation. Wild, it's like a wild stepchild. Oh, I can't put up with that kid. And, oh, oh yeah, crazy yeah. in the sun. Totally. Put a leash on that yeast. Yeah. This is when the yeast so. is the least effective. Yeast is the least effective unless you lease the yeast. <laughs> anyway. Like I said, people knew where the highest quality whiskey came from, and his whiskey was being sold across the country in the 1800s. And in the in the 1890s, uh, before the Bottled and Bond Act in 1897 was ratified into law, there were a few bills that had actually were aiming to standardize quality whiskey, similar to that Bottled and Bond Act, specifically bourbon. Uh, and one was known as the McKenna Bill. Uh, it never passed, but it was pretty much the same kind of uh, idea. Uh, but in his idea, there was actually a standard of five years instead of four years that we do see on the Bottled and Bond standard these days. But it didn't pass. It passed a few years later, the Bottled and Bond Act. Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, one year after the bill didn't get passed, uh, McKenna passed. And uh, he passed away at the age of 75. Hmm. Um, I feel like it's not too soon to make death jokes for a dude that died 130 years ago. What, what, joke, anyway. do you, what joke do you want to make? Wait, did you hear the joke? I said, after the bill didn't pass, he passed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, I heard no that. No one else. I'm took, sure, took I'm sure you're not. No, I'm sure all of our listeners took a second because I didn't do it well. No, but anyway. You're all right. You um, did a good job. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm not even mad about it. I'm not McKenna, even mad about it. McKenna, darn near killed him. I don't know. Kenna. <laughs> <laughs> but he was truly a bourbon legend, and he earned that status. So what we're drinking today, uh, Henry McKenna, single barrel. It is bottled in bond, uh, so it is 100 proof and a minimum of four years, but it is not a four-year. It is not a five-year. It is actually a 10-year, 10-year bourbon, which is pretty crazy. It's a single barrel, so technically, uh, if Robbie were drinking like a different bottle than I was, then we would be technically drinking something that might have slight variations, especially for a 10-year, and as high a proof as 100 proof, which isn't too high, but it's saying, you know, we didn't. Uh, cut it too much on this heaven hill distillery as mentioned earlier uh, the mash bill is 78 percent corn 12 percent malted barley and the remaining 10 percent is rye uh so uh 2019 fred minnick a big bourbon writer big bourbon uh taster was hyping up henry mckenna so hard in fact it was uh it won the best whiskey in the san francisco world spirits competition and let's talk about that for a second. So the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, I I gave a lot of grief to. Uh, if you get a gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, you didn't get the only gold medal. You were like probably one of like 50 that got a gold medal. Double gold, on the other hand, probably less than 50. But it's not like you were the best if you were double gold. It was like you were one of the like dozens of bests, which I don't appreciate about the San Francisco World Spirits competition. But that being said, they also do have a like a best in show. And in this case, it's the best whiskey. And uh, the world's best whiskey, I believe. is No, no, it's just best whiskey. And that was in 2019, uh, the barrel that, that Fred Minnick tasted at that competition, 
uh, it won that, that competition. Uh, and bourbons don't always win the best whiskey. In fact, they are rarely the winners of that competition's best whiskey. Sucker. Uh, so anyway, uh, a big deal. And now you can't find them anywhere, pretty much. And that's how it goes uh, with big winners like Henry McKenna, like uh, like st- stuff like Eagle Rare or like or, uh, Colonel Taylor or what's that other one um, that I was just thinking of? Um, oh, like uh, Hibiki, not Hibiki, uh, Yamazaki or Hakushu. When when big awards get aw- like get like awarded, I guess to these to these whiskeys. <laughs> So long seeing them at the store. Uh, but we're also in this huge bourbon boom, which is kind of frustrating. Uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, each bottle has the barrel date on it, uh, or you could call it. Or no, 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 it's not the dump date because that's when no. you dump the barrel. But anyway, my barrel date on this bottle is uh, 5-12-09. So just about 12 years ago. Nice. And that's I got this bottle, bottle at, at least a year ago. <clears throat> and... I have not sipped it since we got it. I've only poured out a sample for you, Robbie. Aww. And yeah, so uh, I'm pretty happy to try it today. I, it's been a long time since I've had a Henry McKenna. In fact, I don't even remember what it tastes like. Like I it, I probably was working at the bar when I last tried it, and I don't even know if I did. So interesting. Uh, so this, let's consider this a first yeah. for me. Okay, well, are you going to pop it? Let's hear that. Total That's... wine price. Oh, What's that? Oh, no, no, almost. Total wine price, about 45 but with the hype, it's very hard to find. You'll see it for a lot more. But it is a 10-year, it is a single barrel, and it is bottled in bond, which is a lot of meaningful, legitimate words. Uh, so it is valuable. So let's pop it. Here goes the uh, the old cork pop. Nice. Ooh, I like it. Nice and loud, nice and high. Yeah. So this Ooh, actually good smell oh it's great i actually have been able to find this fairly frequently here in idaho nice so, yeah i think within the since last year i probably had I've purchased three bottles of it so really and today i went i just buy stopped. extra because they're not gonna last yeah so today i actually went by the liquor store just to kind of look because i, I was early uh had i not mm-hmm. kind of blown my bourbon budget with uh the last bourbon I bought for the show, which I don't know if we, uh-huh. we want to mention that or not, but uh, oh yeah, they had, an extra, they had an extra bottle on there, and I thought oh, I should. I told you an like, extra what McKenna. So oh, okay, and every time I see it, I feel like I need to buy it, but I do have an unopened bottle, so I was like, yeah, I won't do that. So yeah, let me know what you see because I might be able to send you money in some of those cases. If you ever okay, yeah, if you ever want me to, so I will. But anyway, yeah, yeah let me last, know if you see big big names. Yeah, well, there's a couple of Kentucky Owls we got right now, which I don't nice. know. Anyway, I'll we'll do this off the show. But uh, no, McKenna's great. I love it. It's it's like for me, it's an apple bomb. Like I get so much apples off of it. It's ridiculous. Like a nice, it's real yeah. sweet. A very well, no, it's a subtly but strong sweetness where it's like I don't even know how to describe that. It's not overpowering in its sweetness, but it's like a really good no. apple. I don't know. It's like a Fuji, a Fuji apple to me. A Fuji. I I'm getting on the nose at least. I'm getting notes of butteriness, uh, similar to like a mm. Chardonnay, uh, oaky buttery. Uh, like you said, a little bit of apples. Um, trying to call out anything more. 
Honey. Yes. Oh. Apples. I thought you were talking about Oh, me. just wanted to tell you you're beautiful. <laughs> I can see the Chardonnay. Um, I, can, I, get, I can see like yeah. a little grapey sweetness good to thing. it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me think. What else? Well, it's got a good. It's got a good honey kind of color to it too, like a little auburn. Yeah, it really does. Mm Hmm. But for me, it's like it's just good apples on this sucker for sure. That's really what I get. Yeah, I'm gonna go for a sip. It's very pleasant. The spice, like there's no at least on the nose, I'm not getting like a super rye spice, but Mm -hmm. I am getting that nice apples that you might get from something like. Um, like Buffalo Trace, um, a low rye product, but really good, really good nose altogether. So my palate, I'm getting a lot of apple still, <clears throat> like a Fuji, nice sweetness, like almost Granny Smith too, but there's a little bit of tartness there, uh, but a good sweetness. Um, I can definitely see the grapes. There's some grape there as well. Um, and then there is a little bit of spice for me. Not much, but a nice little bit of spice where it like, I mean, this is a good spring, summer whiskey, fall whiskey, because it's just kind of right, like uh-huh. kind of hits a lot of the, the targets. Kind of I kind of think of when I go for seasonal whiskey, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a little oaky too, mild I- oak. Yeah, it's not too strong an oak. It's interesting. I, I would say this is, is somewhat complex. Um, I'm getting hits of flavor, hits of notes, a <clears throat> little bit of a candiness, uh, almost like a like a rock candy, like like kind of a nothing like a not too chewy a caramel here, but it's like still good. I love a good chewy chewy caramel. Uh, bourbon, but this is this is not it. I see more of a hard candy caramel, or like a hard candy sugar. Uh, the spice is there. I'm getting a little bit of. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's got some rye spice to it. Uh, surprisingly, you know, with what was it, ten percent rye, which isn't too little rye, but it's not, you know, high rye. Um, let me, I kind of keep sipping this. It's good. Like there is like, I will say this is kind of your quintessential bourbon in a sense, but there's, mm. there is some complexity to it. Oh, like, for sure. I just kind of considered it that, but as you're calling stuff out, I'm like, I can, I can see that kind of thing. So there is definitely some yeah. complexity to it, which is nice. Yeah. And it's, it's got a really nice oak level. Like mm-hmm. you, people know that I don't love too oaky, but this is like. Right on. It's okie dokie. I'm dropping some water. Okie dokie. Yeah, I dropped my water. Doesn't Smoky. change things too much. No jokey. Um, <laughs> so as I'm going to give it a good swirl. Yeah, I'm doing the, the old. Go ahead. Sp- I kind of want to call it the, the swirl the spin J because I like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> let's call it that from now on. Give it the spin J here. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. yeah. Um, old Matt job. <laughs> um so real quick Ooh. you ever do you ever watch uh yeah. Bre- do you ever watch breaking bad no okay well in breaking bad there's a season a partner season where uh 
Jesse goes away, and I can't remember the protagonist's name, but he is uh, Will. No, not Will. Brian Cranston's no, character. I can't remember like, for the life of me right now. Anyway, he is very particular about how his new helper, who replaces Jesse, is supposed to clean the meth pots. And it kind of reminded me of Henry McKenna. Uh, <laughs> Henry McKenna yeah, is like a little a bit OCD. To, yeah, a little OCD. Like, gotta clean these meth pots. Gotta yeah, clean those clean stills. The pots. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What is his name, Brian? Oh, what do you got? No, it's um, it's not Hal. That's uh, what's the other show he did? Oh my gosh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. I. Oh, I love the nose with with a little bit of water. I do too. Really fruity, almost like uh, apricotty on the nose a little bit. I was getting more apricotty, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you both ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see really good apricot like, for sure. I don't know about apricot, though. I'm just going where you lead me here, Cole. I think you just keep <laughs> sniffing your way through. I'm like, yep, I got to that too now. What else you got, Cole? Um, mm. uh, actually, I just, wow. There's a little bit of a bite with uh, with the with the palate when mm-hmm. it comes to the water pour, a few drops of water. Yeah. It feels um, hotter, doesn't it? Still good. Yeah, it's not as pleasant. It was a much better nose, in my opinion, but not as good a uh, palate. I think the 100 proof was probably perfect mm-hmm. uh, for that one. Uh, yeah, fruity notes, though. Um, just a little bit of like a just a unrefined bite to it, though, uh, when you're sipping it. So I much prefer it. Yeah, like I said, neat. But I'm going to take another sip of the water. Oops, a nice little clinky clink there. <clears throat> I'm gonna get ready to drop my cube. I will say the Ooh. nose for sure is way better with some ice or with the water. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm doing the old spin J with the cube now. Yeah, it felt. Uh, yeah, it definitely felt hotter with the water. But I think neat is how I prefer it for sure so far. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the ice Ooh. goes. Ooh. I'm curious. What's this? Super fruity. I definitely see like the. Uh-huh. I'm getting more like a grape with it. With the ice. Yeah, definitely grape. Oh, like a really nice, nice like sweet. Welch's grape juice. Mm-hmm. Welch's white grape juice that you can get unlimited refills at Olive Garden. That's how it used to roll, man. Oh, that's right. S- super bougie. Don't forget, listeners. Take advantage. Mmm. Whoo. It's colder. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, okay, I was I was wondering. wondering. <laughs> with the water, I got a little bit of bitterness. So far with ice, it was it was really refreshing. It definitely tastes. I can get in a lot of like grape sweetness to it. No bitterness. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, good notes of grape. Really mm. sweet throughout. Um, definitely not bad. Yeah, I don't know if it's better than a neat pour, but it is consistently good. If you with the ice. If you, I mean, it's different. I will say, you know, if you're a neat drinker, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're going to want neat. If you want to mix it mm-hmm. up and you're in, like, ice is not bad. If you're an ice drinker, like, this is great with ice. So. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, especially if you're an ice drinker with bourbon, might be worth it to get a bottle of McKenna. Mm. That's pretty good. It's really good. All together, great bourbon. Like this is this is I wouldn't say this is a hub of what, to be honest. But this is a classy pour right here. It like is this is delicious. This is what you want in a bourbon. Mm-hmm. This is everything you want in a bourbon. I'm going to do a call back to the Weller 107, Antique 107, and I'm going to say what you said. Uh-huh. If you told me this was the only whiskey I could drink forever, I would not be upset. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's got you know a little bit of complexity to it, but it kind of hits right where you want it to be. Um, yeah. All three phases, two, two of the phases, really good. Water, eh, but the nose is good. So this is, yeah, I'm loving this. It's good. And yeah. if you can get it for MSRP, it's a. I think it's oh, definitely yeah. worth it. So, oh, for sure. I mean, I, I, if I saw this at forty five, every time I saw it, I would pick it up as much yeah. as I saw it. Probably. How, how, how high? Probably would you, wouldn't get more than four bottles. <laughs> <laughs> how high would you go on this? Fifty five. Okay, I was thinking sixty five. Maybe sixty. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a classy pour, and it's I mean a ten year, a single barrel, a bottled and bond bourbon, triple and neato. for like forty five. Oh my goodness, triple yeah. neato. <laughs> That's the old the old uh, the I know, old uh, I know that one two three punch. <laughs> um, so this one best in show is that what you said? Uh, best whiskey, best not whiskey, just best show. or not. Not yet. Like, if it were best in show, it would have won over all the spirits, I guess. But not just whiskey. Just whiskey. Okay. Um, have you ever seen the movie Best in Show? Uh, no. Who's in that again? Uh, it's uh, Christopher Guest, kind of when he did all of his mockumentaries. So it's like Eugene Levy. Um, okay. And then Catherine O'Hara, who's like the Shit's Creek with, that's not a swear word. It's S-C-H-I-T-T-S. Uh, with a C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the people's name, like Fred Willard, like uh, just that whole group. Uh-huh. And they, they do like a mockumentary of a, a dog show called Best in Show. And it is nice. amazing. Fred Willard. So, so funny. Didn't he just pass away? He did a couple months ago, which is, yeah, yeah he was hilarious. But like they yeah, do like a uh, Waiting for Guffman. And then I think like Sp- this is Spinal Tap. And there's oh, got to be a couple more I haven't seen. But Best in Show nice. is worth checking out for sure. Good to know. Good yeah. To know. Yeah. So you got a. So you got a rating on this one. I do one? have a rating. Do you have a rating? You want me to go first? I do. Okay. I can go first. Okay. You go first. I'll put this at a nine. Ooh. Nine flat. Okay. Uh, not quite hub of what, but just as good as you can get without breaking the hub of what boundary. Uh, so yeah, nine point zero. It's great. Uh, the notes are fantastic. You're getting things like apricot. You're getting things like, like honey, uh, appley, oaky, but in a perfectly balanced oaky way. It's got it all. It's what you want in a bourbon. This is good. Nice. I, uh, I'm tempted to be tempted to be influenced by you and match your 9.0, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with what I originally thought of. I'm gonna go 8.8. It is nice. it's just really good. Like it's super solid. There's nothing really bad about it. I got a little bit of bitterness on no. the the water pour, but the nose was amazing with the yep. water. Uh, neat wise, it's what you want in a bourbon. And then add some water. It was 
good enough where like I might have a little bit with water sometime like a hot summer's day. So oh, yeah. there's not a lot of whiskeys I oh, would do sure. water with. So this is one of them I would actually consider it. Oh, so. or ice. Yeah. Or sorry, ice. I meant ice. Yeah. Yeah. I figured <clears throat> that's what you meant. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well. On a hot summer day. Hot summer day. So I guess now that we're done the ratings, let's send it over to one of our favorite segments of the show. Whiskey World News. I don't even know our Whiskey World News music right now. I, hmm. I still have the old Whiskey World News music in my head, but that wasn't what I did. Oh, really? I do. I don't know. I don't even remember what that old stuff was. Maybe I don't either, because now that you say it. Ding, 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 ding. Anyway, anyway, it's time for Whiskey World News. The part of the show where we don't think about things we don't know about, but we read an article and we talk about it. <laughs> we don't talk uh, about things we have no business talking about. <laughs> so I think it's kind of a slow week for whiskey because mm-hmm. about the only article that's really coming up is Bob Dylan's American whiskey brand launches a limited edition 10-year aged bourbon. Uh, and this one comes wow. from uh, Rolling Stone, so I'm going to kind of have to, I'll, I'll read a little bit here. Rolling Stone gets a little bit long, okay. but, you know, they do a good job. And, uh, yeah. And I don't, oh, it's written by Tim Chan. And I read the, the title already. So, anyway, Heaven's Door Whiskey, Bob Dylan's popular spirits brand, has unveiled its first ever collaboration, and both fans and collectors alike will want to get their hands on this limited edition offering. Heaven's Door has teamed up with Redbreast Irish Whiskey, okay, on the release Ooh. of an ultra-exclusive 10-year-aged bourbon finished in Redbreast casks. The first collaboration what? for both... That sounds know, amazing. It does already. was created in tandem by Master Blenders Ryan Perry of Heaven's Door and Billy Lighton of Redbreast Irish Whiskey and has been aptly named the <laughs> Master's Blender Edition. And I'll say one thing, the bottle's kind of ugly. Like you got me on everything. Up is it the one with like the all the designs on the front? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it looks like, it I looks don't like, like their bottle. It looks like a Tim Burton movies version yeah. of a dude mm-hmm. ranch on the bottle. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, available to order on ReserveBar.com. The bourbon will retail for hundred and be available in time for Father's Day. Uh, Heaven's Door says that that. bourbon name marries the best of American and Irish whiskey. The brand is also feeling extra confident after pre-release bottles of the Master Blenders edition was awarded double gold medal in blind tasting (laughs) in the San Francisco (laughs) World Spirits Competition. Welcome to the club. Yeah. So anyway, I'll stop there because, you know, Rolling Stone does get a little bit wordy. But yeah, Cole, what are your thoughts there? I would try that. A 10-year... Uh, I imagine they don't because uh, what is it? Heaven's Door is that what it's called, right? Yeah. I imagine they don't have their own. Uh, what do you call it? Like source? Uh, they basically source it. I imagine. And I imagine it's probably from like MGP potentially. It might actually. There's a there's another like uh, big one. I forget what it is. I forget what it's called. But there's one like that does like. Uh, sourcing in Tennessee, it might be that one, but mm-hmm. a ten-year and it's a bourbon, so it very well might be um, MGP. But ten-year finished, ha, ha, I can't even imagine any. Actually, that's a really good question, because like we talk often about finishing in things like brandy barrels mm-hmm. or vermouth barrels, yeah, or not vermouth, sherry barrels, or um, yeah. Or like rum barrels, but we don't talk about 
whiskey finished in other whiskeys barrels. Well, I mean, you'll get whether you'll get totally some different. like where you get distillery like uh you know scotches going for like we finish in American oak. You got that right. Actually, that's a really good point. But so American whiskeys aging in non-American whiskey yeah. barrels, which is something very new, uh, or at least not very often done. And mm. I think that's pretty cool. And if I were to, like, honestly, if you're like, Cole, you got to find another whiskey to finish this bourbon in, I would go to Redbreast, honestly. Like, that's who would choose a better barrel to finish w- bourbon in? Uh, besides maybe like, maybe like a rye barrel or like a, you know, like Sazerac 18 barrel or something like that, where it's like really entrenched in the grain of the whiskey after 18 years. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm going red breast, um, which is pretty, I, I, I am so intrigued that I might throw down a hundred bucks to get that bottle in time for father's day. Of course. In time for father's. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's super intriguing. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Name something Redbreast has done poorly. Not a one. Exactly. For, you know, to my knowledge, like I haven't tried everything Redbreast, but I can tell you one thing: I've n- never been close to like, mm-hmm. ugh, right? Like, oh, red- they kill it. Yeah. So everything's great. So I have to assume everything I've had is great. Everything else must be great. Um, so they got yeah. me there. So I'm then, really intrigued. Yeah, I was looking up. So it's source from an undisclosed distillery so it probably it's okay mgp or something else so yeah, yeah it's it's probably mgp or that but other I'm with big you. one this, in uh tennessee this like take bob dylan's name out of it i'm not even a fan of his music but take his name oh, out. like you take, got a 10-year bourbon take yeah. the celebrity out of it i'm with you mm-hmm. it sounds like yeah i know i kind of you know we got to talk we got to talk about the uh, the the podcast bourbon or podcast budget. It's fun to say bourbon budget because it's alliteration, but we might have to look for this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so. a good call. Anyway, that's, you bad. know, speaking of, speaking of Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. uh, this has nothing to do with Bob Dylan, but I was listening to in, in your honor. Okay. Uh, I was listening to Bruce Springsteen this week. Yeah. The boss. And found out that, the more recognized Blinded by the Light was a cover of his. And really? I listened to his original Blinded by the Light, and I had no idea I that no the idea one I heard either. more on the radio was that other band. Boston, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Wrapped up What's that? like Blinded by the Light. Wrapped up like a deuce yeah. in the middle of... That's Boston, right? No, it's not Boston. It's like... Uh, Oh, it's got a three-part name. Uh, but it's, yeah, I had no idea. Like, the one you hear on the radio, it's, like, very quick pace. It's, like, uh... Manfred Man's Earthbound? Blinded by light. Yeah, Manfred it's, Man. uh... Manfred's, Ma- Manfred Man's Earthband. Yeah. I had no right. idea. I That's always thought that was, uh, Bruce Springsteen. You thought that was Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, I did. Okay, that makes more sense because I thought you said he originally wrote it and they covered it. I was like, really? Okay, I got you now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, what do you... What, so, yeah, they, he did originally write it. Did he and really? And Manfred Mann's Earth Band covered it. Yeah. Holy smokes. Are you serious? Huh. No, 100%. Looked it up. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, Manfred Mann's Earth Band covered a lot of songs of that day. Um, but yeah, that's like I always thought that was uh, the boss saying it. But then I found out later. But I did listen to like um, Born to Run oh, and some of his other stuff, and I was like, yeah, this guy's a good a good writer. And Just tramps yeah, like us, cool. Like, Baby, we were yep, born baby. to run. Yeah, and he and he's really good live too. At least he's very consistent live versus his studio stuff. So, did you listen to the? Album? Which is something you, to be said. Did you listen to the Nebraska album, which I'm still telling you is one of the greatest? No, I just listened time. to the Asbury Park or whatever so oh, far. Got that on vinyl too. It's so good. Nice. Yeah. Okay, we gotta listen to Nebraska though. Nebraska. Is and you remember the story okay. of it? You, if not, I'm not gonna. I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it is the most amazing story of just an artist being an artist. So good. Have you seen that movie? I think it's called Blinded by the Light. I don't think so. It recently came out. I think it was about a Indian Brit, like as if a, if you you just say Indian American, but he was living in london or something like that mm-hmm. and he's like, like suddenly like really um really impacted by all of bruce springsteen's stuff i think it would be a good movie to watch i haven't seen it yet myself but it looked good <laughs> but yeah look it up it's a, <laughs> hey cool it like got a bunch of awards or something cool i i don't even remember yeah. what part of the show we're on right now we are ready for what we should choose, uh, which doesn't have a cool transition music, uh, but it does have a recap of last week. <laughs> Here's some music for you. It's a whiskey. What whiskey would you choose from the whiskeys? All right, guys. So last week's what whiskey would you choose was... My favorite transition. <laughs> what whiskey would you recommend to a gin lover? And Cole went with Stranahan Standard. I went with Green Spot, and I won. Woo-hoo. And you killed me. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty Yeah, you big. destroyed me. So Green Spot won 64% to 36% for Stranahan. So that was that. Nice. Not, not a lot of write-ins, but some good write-ins. Um, let's see. Uh, DG underscore whiskey with like W. Yeah, new guy. Yeah. I like him. Have you... Have, he said, uh, he said, go for uh, a, a mashed rye using a gin hydrosol, gin without alcohol. It's young. And I have no idea what that means, but it sounds good to me. I'm with you. Yeah. Keep hitting us up, whiskey guy. DG, I assume it's someone from Wisconsin, right? Because it's like W I S E Y. So Wisconsin, I'm assuming. I don't know. Uh, and then our- I don't know. Um, maybe. And then our good friend Marco and Casey, the gin friend, he got into whiskey, loves rye whiskey or Isla Scotch. So there's the rye mm. aspect to it, which I'm kind of seeing where I'm like, gin, especially like a London dry, it's spicy. Very, it's spicy. It's pronounced. It's And rye can be that way. So I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm, I'm switching mm-hmm. my thoughts there. I went florally, but I'm thinking the spice might be the way to go. Uh, the Bourbon and Rye Club went with Maker's Mark New Make, if you can find it. And then I uh, like it. And then Joel and Emma and Joel Bradbury went with What's the Big 12 Old World Rye. It's a spicy and finish. It's some fruity sweetness right there. So everyone, I'm sure Joel knows this, but that was our first episode was uh, Whistlepig Old World. Episode number one. Is that number one? I, okay. Was that one yeah. of your like testing episodes too that you released as the first episode? No, this was the first after our first few testing episodes. Okay. All right. 
Speaking of which, we still got to do Sazerac 6 because we've never, we did that on a test episode, but Was never it? published it. Oh, we got to yeah. do Baby Saz mm-hmm. then. Yeah, totally. I got a bottle. So I'll be honest with you. I'm one of the very few people who's ever listened to slash taken part of every single episode. So there were test episodes and I was part of it. And so I always assumed you guys did that because uh, yeah. I heard it. Oh, okay. We got to do it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've heard it. And then uh, last one right in is Embellished Pod. Uh, went with yeah. Two, and I got, to, I got to tell you guys. If you, oh gosh, embellish, is it embellish podcast? Is that what it's called? I think it's embellish pod is his uh, Instagram name, but I believe it's just, you can look up embellish podcast and you'll probably find it. Oh my gosh. Good stuff. Oh my, great stuff. It's really, it's short episodes. Uh, These things are like, kind of like, if you like. I don't know if I mentioned it last time. But it's like if you like NPR podcasts you and whiskey, like my, you'll love his podcast. Yeah, and it reminds me yeah. of a ninety nine percent invisible with Roman Mars. He's like the Roman Mars mm-hmm. of whiskey. It's a very different take on on uh, whiskey and other things, cigars, things it's like very that. Very factual, yes. Very journalistic in I, a really good way. I'm a huge fan. Like I, you know, he wrote hit us up. I binged them all while painting my bathroom and. Good stuff. Nice. So anyway, he writes in Tanner yeah, Brown single malt whiskey or any other American single malt with yeah. low smoke. So I'm with you there. But nice. Yeah, and hoping hopefully totally. we can get a you know do some work with him too because I think the guy's super talented. Love it. Yeah, I think he's, we will. Yeah, he's kind of we'll like so the, we have the spectrum here. I'm on one end, Cole's on the other, and I feel like this guy's kind of in the middle, but a little more polished. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely work with him soon. Anyway, John. Anyway, here we go. So this week's uh, just a standard one. What was it? Cool. I can't yep, remember. good old classic. What, what was it again? I forget. <laughs> it was Sorry. what's your favorite lately? What? Yes. What is your favorite whiskey? What's your lately? go-to what lately? You, what is your go-to mm-hmm. lately? What are you drinking lately? Uh, what are you drinking lately, Cole? What is your go-to? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Because the weekend's coming up, and that means I get to drink again, and. What am I gonna drink tomorrow just to just to get back into the old drinking I'll, game? I'll go at it. I got I got my memory. Yeah, go for it. I have been uh, loving, and it's funny that we had it this episode, but I've really been enjoying the Henry McKenna uh, Sour Mash, which is the brown bottle. And oh yeah, their standard bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's cheap. So it's like it's one of the things where it's like if you just want to have a little sip, you can have a little sip, and you don't really worry about it. Um, I think I can get a bottle for like 13 bucks. It's not too bad. So that's kind of where I go. Excuse okay. me. Got a little bit of burpy burp. So what do you got, Cole? No, you're good. Uh, you know, I don't know if I have one like from last week or anything like that, but I know the first thing I'm going to reach for this weekend is good old Del Bach Dorado. Ooh. Uh, oh. So good. Like just going to drink me some of that Dorado and love it. Um, if if no one's familiar, I am still very appreciative of people like Stephen Paul and Veronica Townsend uh, for letting us do an episode in their distillery. Uh, but I'm not even doing that for them. Like it is a fantastic solid. American single malt. I wish they so good. I if you have the means, to Idaho because I would pick a bottle. Oh, oh yeah, if you ever see a bottle, pick it yeah. up. So it's good. uh, it reminds me of uh. What is it? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where he goes, 
It is so choice. <laughs> if you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Del Bach. Uh, anything they make is amazing, but it gets better the smokier it is. So well, here's, here's uh, the thing cheers. too. Delbach. It's yeah. it's mm-hmm. like barbecue smoking season right now. Like oh yeah, and that oh is, yeah, it, that goes perfect with pork. I think like hey pork. pastrami pastrami. Oh man, mm-hmm. yep. Delbachastrami, yummy. Whoa, I'm gonna send that over to Stephen Paul. <laughs> Be like, hey, <laughs> like, will you give me a cut if All I right. give you a great idea? <laughs> All right, man. Sounds good. So I think the only thing we have left yeah. to do before we hope each other—that <laughs> sounds yeah. weird—is um, decide what we're drinking next week. Yeah, and I've already got a fun nickname so, for it. Last week we did the uh, we did the East for East Coast versus West Coast. I've got a good name for this one. Yep. So. Cool. What did you mm-hmm. choose? Okay, bring it on. Well, what did you so, choose first? Uh, I I decided uh, I really wanted to try the well. Which one am I deciding? Because we kind of chose them together. Well, I know the other one, so just say one <laughs> okay so i'm gonna I'm, I'm i'm leaning towards jack daniels uh barrel proof rye mm-hmm. and i really mm-hmm. wanted that one too and then we talked and then i said and the only one that we had that we we're like this is a good matchup major distilleries uh good barrel strength similarly oh yeah is the four roses single barrel barrel strength uh oesf right that's right. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And the name for this week's matchup is the Titanic because you got Jack versus Rose. Who is going to Whoa. who's going to survive on that plank? I like that. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I wrote great. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget even. So when did this come into your mind? Uh right after we pushed record. Nice. Yeah. I feel well, I feel smart. I hope you feel smart. Cole, you know what, Cole? I hope that this week is less stressful than last week for you. I hope this pastrami I'm making this weekend is going to kill it. And I hope I take pictures. I hope it doesn't kill you the way Henry McKenna was dead. Too soon? Past? (laughs) Too soon? Well, most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours.